This is the Rob Talks podcast. The podcast that is opening up the conversation around mental health, how you can look after your well-being, and how you can achieve fulfillment and happiness in your life. Please give us a follow and I hope you enjoy. You are listening to the Rob Talks podcast, and this is episode four. It's crazy how we're already on episode four. It doesn't feel that long ago that I started this podcast. And for me personally, I feel like it's going really well. I'm not really caring that much about the views because this is just being such an amazing experience for me. I've always been the kind of person that I always thought I would be better at being interviewed for podcasts. But I have realised over the years that I'm not always great at answering questions. I kind of need a bit more time. And of course, with a podcast, you don't want your guests to kind of be sat there for ages pondering what they're going to answer because then it's that dull airtime where nothing's happening and it's all silent. And then as I've started to experiment with doing this podcast, I'm starting to feel as though I feel quite comfortable in this role of where I am right now. Maybe because it's like public speaking, and I've done a lot of that before. And so I think that's kind of it. It'll be interesting once we get some guests on the podcast to see how that changes for me as the kind of host role of the podcast. But uh, we will get to that milestone when we get there. But anyways, as I am now going to always say on every episode, we are in for a banger today. We've got three really important topics uh, that I have especially been thinking about this week. And ironically, a lot of them have been on the bus. And that's just because I don't know what it is. There is this kind of thing that people think about of that you come up with your best ideas when you're distracted or you think your best thoughts when you're distracted. There was in fact a CEO at a company once who used to have a shower in his own office space because he came up with his best ideas in the shower. So he would go to his shower and he would like shower seven times a day during the nine to five workday just so that you would come up with new ideas and try and be innovative in some ways. So for me at the moment, it's not the shower, it's a bus <laughs> that is giving me all these thoughts. And so luckily I've written them down for you guys and we're going to be going straight into them right now for episode four of the Rob Talks podcast. And the first thing that I wanted to touch upon today, because this podcast is of course about life, but importantly is a, as a key theme within life that I like to focus upon is how my mental health and mental well-being is, but also trying to help others with their mental health and mental well-being because of the experiences that I've personally been through. And so the first topic tonight is going to be on anxiety. And anxiety is a tricky topic. I've in fact done a video that you can check out on my Rob Talks YouTube channel all about dealing with anxiety and stress. But it's a tricky topic because it's not spoken about much. When we think about mental health a lot, a lot of the time it goes towards kind of depression and suicide and these kind of extremes. But anxiety is a big extreme in some cases for people, especially those who suffer with a form of anxiety disorder. And I have found personally that anxiety is something that it affects me quite a lot 
in terms of feeling anxious at moments in life. Not to the point of where I have a disorder or anything, but that it's something that you, when only you start to step back, you realize that it's actually quite a common thing when you're in certain situations. And anxiety for everybody, as I say in my video on my YouTube channel, is anxiety is like on a spectrum, as mental health is for all of us, in terms of how we feel when we are anxious, and also with how we deal with it and the severity of it. And so it can be different for everybody. But the way that I know that I'm feeling anxious is that for me personally, my head, the front of my head really throbs and hurts a bit like a, a pulsating headache or migraine and my chest becomes really tight and my breathing becomes struggled. And I know that when I get those kind of feelings that I'm starting to feel anxious or that I'm in an anxious situation. And really, I, I didn't understand this when I was younger. I had a, a great conversation with somebody once that was along the lines of, what about if we never knew about mental health? Because when you were younger as a kid, you didn't really consider it. Maybe kids today do, but certainly when I was younger, it was never something you spoke about. You didn't think about anything to do with your brain or anything that was going on up here. That was only for supposedly crazy people. You always thought about physical health. You never really thought about mental health. And so I didn't truly understand what anxiety was and the feeling of feeling anxious was until some events happened. There was one time when I was younger that I got chased by a bull in a field. And that was honestly the definition of my fight, fight or flight system kind of kicking in. And it was very much flight. I, <laughs> I did not want to fight the bull. I ran as fast as I possibly could. And I know that some instinct must have kicked in because I was with my dog at the time who, of course, a dog can run easily faster than a human, depending on what dog it is. But it was a Cocker Spaniel. She was nuts. And so she would easily outrun me. But this one time I was so scared I outran the dog. And so that's when I kind of first initially instigated with that feeling of anxiousness. There was one time of where I really started to understand what anxiety felt like when I went climbing with a couple of friends, and I've told people this story before sometimes, and it can be quite funny in some respects, of where I went climbing with some friends and it was quite late at night, and it just so happened that where we were climbing at this cliff, there was a farm above. And so of course we were the closest people around and the farmer came down to us and was bellowing and shouting at us and that was honestly a moment of where it just hit me and I could not sleep that night. That feeling of the throbbing headache, my chest just feeling tight, that's probably the worst I've ever felt in terms of feeling anxious. And that's when I started to understand what feeling anxious was. And so it made it easier to identify in the future, but it also made me so much more aware of how it happens so many times. And personally for me, if there is anything that I struggle with, probably more on a, I wouldn't say on a daily basis, but more on a recurrent basis, it is feeling anxious and things that make us feel anxious in life. And from speaking to other people, I feel like people concur because 
a lot of the time with something like feeling depressed, that's the kind of thing that really only happens if you do have a mental illness or if per se you have a perspective that is in a certain way of life. And so it's kind of, that's very leading towards it whilst feeling anxious is kind of different in a way. It's hard to explain, but I feel as though it's a lot more common for people and it's a lot more common to feel anxious in some ways. And so I never really knew how to deal with feeling anxious until I spoke to a counsellor once. And I talk about this in my video and how I personally use the 7-11 breathing exercise of where you breathe seven seconds in through your nose and 11 seconds out through your mouth. And it massively helps me. I only have to sit down or stand where I am and do that for a couple of minutes and I instantly feel better. The tight chest goes away, my headache pain starts to lower. It's as if I've taken a big shot of paracetamol or something. It really helps me so much. And that's what you can do if you're really feeling anxious and kind of that feeling of anxiety is thrust upon you in that moment. That's a great way to kind of react to feeling anxious and that feeling of anxiety. And there are many other ways that you can deal with it. And there are many other ways that you can deal with feeling anxious, such as trying to gain more experience around that area. So for instance, one of the things that I used to be really anxious about was getting on trains. I used to hate getting on trains, but of course with time and with experience and getting multiple trains, my anxiety goes down from that experience. And so it's so much about, you've got to push yourself the first time once you do that and you repeat the process and you really try and do the event multiple times, then you start to feel less anxious. And journaling can also help trying to put your thoughts and feelings down onto paper and just trying to get them out of your head. That massively helps. And there are so many things that can help. But I would say it's very much, it's up to you personally for what works for you. For me, the 7-11 breathing exercise works massively for me and journaling recently has been absolutely amazing for me because it means that my thoughts are on paper and in a weird way my thoughts are now in this podcast as well and hopefully helping you guys to deal with when you feel anxious or deal with kind of the topics that I've been speaking about in these podcast episodes and I would say with anxiety there's definitely a mindset thing to it so I felt very anxious at points within my first year. I was struggling anyway with my mental health then because of the adversity I had dealt with in the summer. But ultimately, it was because I was kind of absorbed into this bubble of life and my perspective was entirely different to how it is now, of how my life is and my gratitude for life and everything. And so when I mean about mindset around anxiety, what I mean is, is in terms of being able to take a step back sometimes. There are so many times of where we want to be in control of everything and that's just not the reality. And so when you're not in control, that's when you become anxious. So sometimes you need to take a step back and go, okay, this is what I can control and this is what I currently cannot control. And so I need to just try my best to control the things that I can and let the things that I cannot control take their course. Because annoyingly, that is the way of life. 
and there were lots of moments of where I did a lot of overthinking. I was posing questions that I shouldn't have been posing. I had kind of thoughts that were just kind of catastrophizing in a way and really not helping my thought process and the way I thought about different things that were going on in my life, which then consequently made me feel more anxious. And so the key thing with that is I kind of see it in my head personally, is that it's like you're in a box and then you've got to step out of that box. And the way of your thinking was in the box, you need to just leave that there, step outside of it and go, why am I thinking like this? Why have I come up with this thought? Why am I saying this to myself? Kind of posing the question of why? And having that self-awareness to be able to check in with yourself. And a lot of the time you will realize that you're overreacting. You're overthinking. You're catastrophizing a situation. You're making it worse than what it could be. Happens so much when you ask the question of what if? What if this could happen? What if that could happen? If you don't have control of it, then you've got to accept the fact that you don't have control over it. And so you can only control the things that you have control over. And for me, that is very much anxiety in a nutshell. And I know that it is different for other people and I'm happy to talk to people about it further. But for me, that's anxiety. That's feeling anxious in day-to-day -day life. And it's hard, I know. I know from my personal experiences it's hard. But we all have to deal with it. And so we can all get through it together. And then the second topic that kind of links to anxiety that I wanted to speak about is self-talk. Now for anyone that doesn't know what I mean by self-talk, you'll understand once I explain it, because we all have that voice in our head, right? We have that voice in our head that's a bit like having the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other shoulder, of where you can be really positive with yourself sometimes and go, yeah, Rob, you did a good job. Yeah, no, you smashed that. You did amazing. And you can also have the devil going, you could have done better. That was terrible. How... How could you miss such a little detail that you could have done so much better on? And it's this polarizing thoughts that you have that kind of contributes to this self-talk. And the thing that people don't always realize is that your self-talk can in fact be incredibly toxic. If you have negative self-talk and you're kind of beating yourself up about everything that you do in life to become a perfectionist, to try and do the best that, that you possibly could do, then ultimately it's going to have a consequence. It's kind of the case of that with world champions, with Olympians, with athletes who, of course, like everyone, we have voices in our heads. They have to be able to, of course, assess their performance, but they need to be able to have a positive self-talk to be able to go, you've trained for four years for this. You're better than everybody else that is around you. You can do this. You can get that gold medal. And that's the self-talk that they need. That's the self-talk that Usain Bolt needed on the start line of the 100 meters. He didn't need a little voice in the back of his head going, oh, what if someone's faster than you? 
Oh, I don't think you've trained hard enough for this. Did you dance too much in front of the camera and so now you're running out of energy? Your self-talk can be stupid sometimes and honestly say things like that. And it can be really annoying. But that's why we have to try and reframe our self-talk sometimes. And a lot of the time I say it's as a way of taking a pause. So if you find that you're going down a rabbit hole and that your self-talk is quite negative, you just take a moment to pause and go, no, I'm not listening to that voice. Not now, not today. We are going to boss this. We are going to do the best that I can possibly do. I know that if I give everything, that I can only do the best that I possibly can do. When you start reframing your self-talk, it then also affects the consequences that happen. Because if you fail, it doesn't seem that bad. Whilst if you have negative self-talk and you fail, it's a double whammy. It will hit you emotionally and it will impact you. And it will feel terrible. And so if you have positive self-talk to get yourself through events in life, to get, you, to get yourself to perform the best that you possibly can, it will massively help you in the long run. I remember when I used to do maths exams, and I hated maths, just to clarify. I'm not very good at maths, and I doubt that my old teacher, Mr. Jones, is listening, but he knew how much I hated maths. But I remember for the maths exams, I always had to have this positive self-talk of that I can only do the best that I can do. As long as I am confident that I have given everything in that exam and that I have worked my socks off in terms of revising and learning everything, then it ultimately comes down to me and that exam and how I do. And I kid you not, with the positive self-talk, that's what got me through exams like that. That's what got me the grades that for me personally were a massive achievement to pass maths with the way that I've been throughout my educational journey with maths and English was a massive thing for me. And so much of it came down to having that positive self-talk of knowing I could do it. I also remember many times at school of where there'd be points, especially in drama, and I used to absolutely, I still do, love drama and love acting and being part of performing and being part of performances. And there was always something that I had in the back of my head that was different to other subjects in how I always had positive self-talk of that, I know I've got this. I know that if I give 110%, I'm gonna smash this exam or I'm gonna smash this performance. I'm going to do the best that I possibly can in portraying this character, portraying this persona. And you know what? I would say 99% of the time it worked. There's probably other people out there that think differently, fair enough, that's no worries. But I found that 99% of the time it worked. And so ultimately, if you're thinking about how your self-talk is treating you, you need to reframe your self-talk so it can be positive. And there are probably some people sat there now thinking, but self-talk is something I can't control. Self-talk is just something that happens. It, it just happens as thoughts in my head when the truth is 
you can. You can control your self-talk. You can control whether it's positive or negative, what it's thinking about, what it's talking about. You are in control of your self-talk. I recently listened to a podcast where Mo Gordat, who's a fantastic researcher around happiness, spoke about this in terms of self-talk. And that self-talk is just our brain's thoughts that is being, that well, that we are listening to. And so it's just ultimately your brain's thoughts that we're then processing. And so it's our brain and us experiencing the world, experiencing the situation that we're in, and then consequently having thoughts about it. And so ultimately we can control what those thoughts are. We can control whether they are positive or whether they are negative, what they're focusing upon, what they're not focusing upon. You have control of your self-talk. And when people think about self-confidence, when people think about performing at the best that they can possibly be or the best possible performance that they can do, so much of it will come down to your self-talk and how you talk to yourself will dictate the consequences of that event. I can guarantee it. Every single time I've done something that has gone really well or even a failure that I have learned from my self-talk has always been positive. It has always been that I'm going to give 110%. I'm going to give my all. And so that's what I encourage anyone who is listening to this podcast to do. Give your all. Have a positive self-talk. Don't be afraid of failing. Because if you are negative with your self-talk and then you fail, it's catastrophe. But if you're positive with your self-talk and you fail, you might just learn something, you know. And the last, the last topic that I wanted to cover in this podcast, and honestly, this has been an amazing episode just for me, sat here thinking about this right now, and hopefully you guys have gained some true value already, but this one's quite important for me as well. This topic is around dealing with change which kind of links to both anxiety and self-talk. And dealing with change is tricky, right? We spent the past, well, now more than 18 months of where we've been in a pandemic where everyone has said, oh, what an unpredictable world we are in right now. The truth is, the world is always unpredictable when you think about it. We can't fully control our future. We can't fully control our present sometimes. And a lot of the time when you look to the past, you couldn't have controlled that. So much of our life right now is unpredictable and change is inevitable. Now, the thing that people think about when they think about change is change that happens quickly. Change that happens like that. When little changes or even big changes happen really quickly, it can be incredibly hard for us as humans to adapt to get ready for the new situation, the new thing that's happening. That's why when we went into the lockdowns really quickly, and that could be a change within a week, within a couple of days, it was really hard for us to deal with because it's a major change. You've gone from living life normally to now you're stuck in your house and you must quarantine for 14 days or whatever the rules were. And so it can be difficult. But ultimately, we all have to be 
people that are adaptable. And to do that, a big part of change is accepting it. Accepting the fact that change is going to happen. When I experienced my adversity in 2019, and I will speak about this in full on a podcast episode in the future, I found that throughout my adversity, I was forever wanting to go back to the old Rob. I didn't like the change that was happening to me. I didn't want the change to, ha to happen to me that was happening because the old Rob was happy. The old Rob was perfectly fine where he was. He didn't need this change in his life. But eventually, I started to realize for me to be me, and for me to be the best possible version of myself, I had to accept that I'm gonna change. I changed physically, and ultimately, kind of in the big picture of it all, I changed mentally. I entirely changed as an individual with my mindset, with the way that I attack life. And to be honest, I think I changed for the better. If I was still the old Rob, I genuinely think if I was looking at the old Rob now, I would be slightly disappointed with where he is because I don't think the old Rob would have done what I have done in the past few years. I honestly do not think he would have. And that's why we need change sometimes. People always think that change is a bad thing. They always think that change means that life is not gonna be great. And the truth is, is that the change may be hard. It may be hard to adapt to. It may be something really difficult to get your head around. But in the long run, it could be amazing. It could even, dare I say it, be life-changing. And that's why change has to happen. Change is something that is never going to ironically change. It's always going to be there. So much of how we think about life needs to be, and this is kind of summing up all three of these topics that were spoken about, needs to be in the present because we focus on our past and we focus on our failures and then we become negative and we focus upon that and it just, it doesn't help us. And then we look towards the future and we're scared because change is happening. We've got a negative self-talk because we don't think we can do what we want to do just because of change that has happened. And consequently, we become anxious. We're anxious for the future because we don't know what's gonna happen and we're not in control. And that's why you have to live in the present the present of the day, the present of life. And trust me, it is great thinking about the visions of the future, the dreams that you can have, but you truly have to be able to accept that life could change for you. That dream that you had may not happen, which is an annoying and can be sometimes seen as a non-optimistic, pessimistic even, reality but that is the way of the world that is the way with change and change for the future but you know what the great thing is there are so many times and do not take this too much as a cliche but there are always silver linings it could be that you had that dream of going skydiving in the future 
and for some reason something happens which means you can't do that you can't say you can't ever go skydiving ever again but from that change you then find something else you find your new dream you know what your new dream is it's knitting and you want to cover everything that you see around you in wool and make all these crazy shapes, these crazy sculptures. Next thing you know, you're an award-winning wool knitting artist. That felt really hard to say. <laughs> but that's what can happen. Change can be positive. Change can, in fact, make you better as a human being, as a person, and make you the best version of yourself. So my point from this is this. Accept the fact that change is going to happen. Change is inevitable. But also, we don't need to be scared of change. Because change, in fact, could make our lives better and make us a better version of ourselves than we've ever been before. And I truly believe that. And I truly believe that once you understand that and you have the mindset to deal with change, you can overcome anything. You are so powerful if you can deal with change and deal with changing circumstances because it is honestly one of the things that as humans we naturally struggle so much to do. And that has been, well, an amazing episode for me. I've had so many thoughts even just talking in this episode and I hope that you guys have gained some real value from it I've really tried to be vulnerable in this episode and try to open up to you guys so that you can hopefully learn something from my experiences and learn something from the topics that I've spoken about but honestly anxiety is tough self-talk is something that we can control and dealing with change is a masterful skill that we can all achieve. You have been listening to the Rob Talks podcast, the end of episode four. I hope everyone has a great week and I will speak with you next Monday. Thank you guys and God bless. You have just been listening to the Rob Talks podcast. Thank you so much for listening and please make sure to subscribe and give me a follow on YouTube, Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, or even LinkedIn. And I will speak with you soon. Stay safe and have a great week.